You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 250th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Abby in Boulder, Colorado. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. Tim, this is episode 250. Abby f- was on the first time, supposed to be for episode 200. Uh, that actually became episode 99.5. Do you remember yeah. why that is? I Well, I... I prefer not to remember some something of an anniversary here, and (laughs) and we've got Abby back for episode two fifty. So it's kind of a special episode here. It it is. I I'm surely it was about tour of California talk because we're going to be doing (laughs) a fair amount of that. Um, We've got some Jiro talk, but Abby, let's cut to the chase. Big news the other day when I opened up my Twitter feed and rally um, United Healthcare Pro Cycling team announced their team for the tour of California. And what was really awesome was that they announced the women um, and the men's team together on the same tweet. And oh, I yeah. thought that was really creative because most other teams kind of totally separate that out. So we I thought are it was really one, uh, one team rad. Yeah. That, uh, so congratulations. You're at the tour of California. Yeah. Thank you. I'm pretty excited. You should be. It's, it's Tim's uh, favorite stage race. Yeah. I know he like counts on the days to it every year. He's always like, Checking off days on the calendar, like, oh man, only 10 more I'm days to Tour to California. It. Only 165 I'm... more days to Tour California. Do you know what my favorite part of Tour California is, Abby? Uh, there's like this one dude in the race who's like pretty good at racing <laughs> bikes, and he got shirts this year. <laughs> no, no, well, that's a great segue. I'm not there yet. But my favorite part about Tour California, as witnessed today with Peter Sagan's victory, was the really, really wide streets. Oh man, there's oh, yeah. just nothing like a sprint <laughs> coming down a seven lane road yeah. in downtown Sacramento. Um, maybe it's because the spring season gets us on the golf cart paths of Amstel Gold, and then all of a sudden we're at Tour of California. It's just yeah, a, that race a totally was different amazing. Site. Amstel Gold, so yeah. cool. California is very different. So California's here. So yeah. what's the plan? When do you go? Like, cause right now you're in Colorado still, right? Yeah. I go on yeah. uh, Tuesday. I fly out to Santa Barbara and then we start racing on Thursday. Um, it's going to be super awesome. I'm really, really excited. I wish that we had more than three days, but this year, like the years previously, it's been like two pretty sprinty stages and one day that's like basically sews up the GC and this year it's three completely brutal days. All three days are going to be really challenging. So I'm super excited. I think it's really good for rally in particular. Um, Abby, I got a question for you. Yeah. Shoot. Have you ever checked your pro cycling stats page? (laughs) I'm pretty sure it says that I'm a T like TT. No, I don't know. I don't think I have. No, you, you have a zero at the TT. Oh, so sweet. Awesome. That's <laughs> accurate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. But you have a three for the GC. Cool. But because you have a zero for one day races and sprint, it makes it look like you're a GC like contender. <laughs> oh, dear. 
hilarious. So here's the thing, though. The visits for your site are down, like you're down five in the rankings. Cool. So we're going to need people, listeners of the Slow Ride podcast to check out yeah. um, a- Abby Mickey's uh, page to really start um, bumping the score here. But Yeah, we need some SEO uh, inflation here. So, Abby, in 2012, <laughs> oh, for <dear>. the nas- <laughs> National Championships <laughs> Women's Road Race, um, do you know what place you get? No, but I, but I, that was like before I even started racing, basically, was that I, that I did like two races that year. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, apparently. So you got 60th to Megan Garnier's win. Yeah. Um, and then you took 2013 off, it appears. Yep. And then Mountain 2014, buddy. come out of nowhere, and you've got some results in here. Yeah. yeah. Czech Republic. Oh, Tour that was Feminine. a super fun race. Yeah. Yeah. 10th overall. Great oh, job. Wow. Okay. That's, I didn't know that. Um, and then the. <laughs> You heard wow. it here first on the Slow Ride Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Tour of Gila. Oh, you've raced in Argentina? Yeah, yeah. You've raced in a fair amount of countries. Yeah, one or two. Oh, yes, and exciting. San Luis. San Luis. I did. Yeah. In I mean, Tim, are you looking at 2015 and the uh, national championships here in the U.S.? That is a stellar result. It is. DNF? 16th place. No, 16th. That no way. A, we were so stoked that for is, you. Um, that is the harbinger of things to come. That is exactly why 16th place is a thing here on the Slow Ride Pod is because the uh, person, like, we know who's going to win. Like, we know the Peter Sagans of the world and all these people. But we want to look down the results sheet at who finishes 16th because in a year or two, that person is going to be on the top. And this result it's, here it's in actually, 2015... You know, it makes Wait. me think your 2017, 18, and 19 are probably going to be pretty good. No, they were bad. 2015, <laughs> I got 16? That's what it says. Fun fact, Tom's asked me to be his girlfriend the day before that race. I was riding uh, on well, there Love Watts. There nice. you go. Yeah. Riding on Love Watts. Um, did he send you a note? No, he drove up there from, he was riding on Hincappy's team. He was re- living in oh, Greenville nice. near George Hincappy. And well, we're only five minutes in. We got that mention out of the way. Thanks, Abby. <laughs> he drove up from Greenville to Chattanooga with the bear that he won in Tour of California. Amazing. And he gave me the bear and he was like, will you be wow. my girlfriend? What a... Oh. Oh, cuts to the chase. I like it. Just like his racing style off the front. You know, <laughs> the 16th, I was thinking about this, Spencer. I was like, you know, people really have to go back into the deep catalog to find out why we care so much on the 16th. They and do. You know, little guy kind of was really into 16th just for the idea, like you said. It kind of is a good um, uh, sign for, who, you know, who's an up-and-coming talent. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of people come through in the 16th place range. T. Spinute was a favorite. Edward Thunes, mm-hmm. uh, people coming up. And then also because 16th place tends to be where the cool people hang out because you're kind of like, you know, they're the ones that are maybe having fun in the Peloton, but they're still doing the work that needs to happen. Yep. But they're not the ones that are like in that first, five to 10 sprinting across the line Yep, with the, you know, the people that have just been kind of hanging out in the sprinters lounge, really not working all day. 16th, you know, usually been working a fair amount, but they're, yep. they're kind of like the final lead they, out or they got caught in the break yeah. like 200 meters from the line. Yeah. They're, they're either unsung heroes or they are up and coming superstars. And I don't know. I don't know what this 2015 nationals result means, but looking at 2018, Abby tour of Vila, 16th place on the GC. 
Damn it. The this year I moved up a spot. This year I got 15th on the GC. Yeah. Should have just have talk about sat that. up yeah. a little bit more. <laughs> but fun yeah. fact, I've logged the most breakaway miles in North America this year. There you go. Oh, that is good. See these <laughs> the, the oh, man. It, it's got to be pretty cool to have your own um pro cycling stat page. So, congratulations on that. But you're going to fly out to Santa Barbara. You're going to do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday racing. There's four days, correct? Three days. Thursday, Friday, oh, Saturday. This is California is super weird because they start on a Sunday and they end on a Saturday. It's just super that's weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, nice. So what's the team plan? What's your role? What's the job? What's the Well what's, what's what 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 should we be watching Abby to do out there? According to the press release, I am captain. Oh, yes. Okay. Which actually I think is true because I've been captain for a couple of the races already this year. So I'm super excited. Do you wear an armband? Like, what, like <laughs> I wish someone yeah, needs to get me an armband stat. See on the jersey or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it just means that like because my strength is reading the race. So it just means I get to kind of tell the girls what to do and like go back to the car and talk to the director. And like, oh, man, this looks like it's going to be a thing we might need to chase this breakdown or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just get to like make calls on the road, which will be really fun. There was like an, a really amazing moment at, uh, Santos tour down under where we were like on this road and there was like this tiny little poppy hill coming up. And I was like looking around the Peloton and I was captured on the road and I just said into the radio, Hey, will someone watch Ruth? I think she's going to attack. And like, literally eight seconds later she attacked and my, my my teammate was like right there and i was like awesome way to go heidi and it was like this moment that i was like oh man i'm good at this captain on the road thing so i think that's what i get to do <laughs> so all right so you're the captain yeah who's gc leader emma uh emma white emma we will definitely be riding for for any sprint situation uh okay. gc is gonna be completely decided on baldy it's like we went out there actually and had a tour California recon camp um, with all the riders who were prospective tour California riders. So most of the team um, and we rode all the courses and Baldy is absolutely brutal. Like I barely even made it to the top in training. I got like 200 meters from where the finish is and I was like, yeah, that's great. I can see it from here. Can I turn around now? <laughs> well, is that what like a team captain's going to get to do at Baldy? Be like, hey, you know, I've, I've got a good view for back here, everybody. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> just, you, I get to like, I get Pedal to ride harder. on the front all day and then sit up. <laughs> so that sounds yes. ideal. Yeah, exactly. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> I can get out of the way when the real racing starts. Uh, but I think we'll be riding for Krista probably. She's been climbing really, really well. And Baldy suits her. Um, plus altitude. We just did two weeks at altitude as a team uh, in Santa Fe. So nice, nice. How does yeah. um? You guys got a lot of snow there in Boulder, didn't you? How, is that screwing yeah. up your plans? Uh oh, man. Tom's rode the trainer for four hours straight the other day. Oh my god. Was he doing Zwift? No, he wasn't looking at any screens or listening to anything. He was literally just staring at a wall. That's, I mean, he does listen to a slow ride podcast sometimes. He might have been listening to a podcast at some point, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, is there really much difference, though, from staring no. at a wall for four hours and like, like a four-hour ride in Orlando? It's just flat. Oh, no. <laughs> You're not staring at much. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, the snow was interesting. It made me kind of sad. Little... I was like, I'm really ready for summer. 
I'm a little disappointed Tom's isn't on Zwift and has like an alter ego. Oh, he is on Zwift, yeah. Oh, does he have like does he ride under the Tom Tom's name? When yeah, he does. <laughs> when he had a broken collarbone after tour of California, he was Zwifting like twice a day, every day. He was doing like thirty hours on Zwift a week. Do you do you Zwift? I Zwift. Oh, I okay. am addicted yeah. to Zwift, yeah. Yeah. Oh really? We've covered oh, yeah. this. You, I know, I know, but I I guess that when you're a pro cyclist and you're on Zwift, do you have people that say like you know that try to like chat with you through like the interface and they're like that's not you like you're using a fake name i don't know if tom's does but i have mine locked so no one can communicate with me but it is really funny because every single time i go on zwift within the first like 90 seconds of of being there the same three people always give me thumbs up always the Hmm. same three within 90 seconds so i don't know if like can you follow people on zwift uh, and they sign on and you get a notification that they're on. I think you can. Okay. I think it you freaks can. me out every time. All right. So you got tour of California. You're yep. heading out there. Baldy will probably decide everything at the race day. For sure. Right? And like for the GC. Yep. Um, road captain. You're clearly a, you're, you're the road captain, yeah. which is very exciting. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, now are you going to have to set it in, into the internet? Does that mean you're going to have to shut it, uh, shut people down like other teams when they, are riding uh, er- erratically or something like you're the one uh, who's going to go up and, and set them straight kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Like the zip lips from uh, Armstrong to Simone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or you call the, you call the bathroom break. That's usually GC leader, right? Uh, really anyone can call a bathroom break, but it does have, it does like, I guess you have to have a little bit of like a reputation. If it's just like a random person calling a bathroom break, then everyone's like, what? no, <laughs> like who are you <laughs> but i'm the road captain that's when you point to the c armband that's you how know, you need it. i would put money on that george hincabby was a road captain when he was riding oh for sure i think yeah. so yeah. just look at the guy yeah I mean, you know just, just oozes leadership yeah um all right today was the start of the men's race peter Sagan won the sprint but the only reason i was watching it was to see if um Tom's was going to be able to get up on the podium because I got my um, awesome Tom Skewn's t-shirt uh, victory celebration shirt. Yep. Yep. It was well done. And um, just opened it up. I can already tell just through the plastic bag here um, <laughs> straight from Latvia that this is a high quality shirt. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you, can I tell you why I was a little disappointed when I bought the shirt though? Why? I thought I was there pretty quick. Sold out of mediums already. Oh, yeah. It completely oh. sold out in 30 hours. Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, what is Abby and Tom's trying to tell me? That they're like, did they know I was trying to get a medium? Because this this problem happened when Trek sent me the uh, the Lada uh, National Champion jersey. But this is a great looking kit. And it's got a surfboard on it. This is amazing. Yeah, huh. it, it's it's pretty fun. We It's really funny. I've gotten so many tweets from people asking what the snake means. And I like really didn't want to explain it. So I just kept saying, if you know, you know. Yep. Uh, and then I finally cracked and I explained it to somebody. And I think now people know what the snake means. But this is I'm so happy about this jersey or this T-shirt. Sorry, Tim. So yeah. Good. And I got a rider card. Yes. Hey, did you get yours yet, Spencer? Yeah, I got mine and, and my rider card. And I got to say, Tim, I, I got a medium. <laughs> yeah, well, you beat me to it. I was a little like late to the punch. And- you were. 
Do you? Uh, I'm so stoked, Tim. Do you know the story about the snake? Does it have to do with the crash? Yeah. Yes. So, so he hit a garden snake. Is the word on the street from like p- other people in the race and like the moto, the moto that was following him at the time. Aha. Uh-huh. Is it is it a garden snake or a garter snake? Oh, I don't know. It was a snake. Wow. A relatively large snake from what I'm told. And then in the hospital when he was like clip-clopping around the hospital in his cycling shoes, he was in the hospital gown, but he refused Uh to take off his cycling shoes. So he was like (laughs) clip-clopping around the hospital in his cycling shoes. And somebody told him, oh, you hit a snake. And he was like, oh, I saw a lot of snakes on the like descent before that. So that makes sense. So apparently they were having a snake problem there at that point in time last year's victory celebration which is like really what makes this whole shirt awesome <laughs> right the snake sad part of the story yeah like, but the comeback last year was fantastic yeah can i ask you a question yes abby sure when tom's is walking down the street in latvia um i was gonna say riga but that's uh that is that latvia yep Sorry. that's the capital of latvia okay. um is he known like people know who he is? Um, not really. Cycling's not really like a huge thing there. I mean, I think like it depends if there's like this one shop in Riga that they have his bike hanging on the wall and they sell his um his hats with his logo on it and that we also have on the website and within a couple blocks of there like maybe he'll be recognized by somebody, but for the most part not really. And I think it's uh, it's also because like people in Latvia aren't super uh like stra- they don't it's stranger danger is like a real Oh okay. Like so you don't make eye contact with people on the street really. So he doesn't need to wear sunglasses and like big elaborate hats and fake No, but he does have to do th- he has to do that in the Whole Foods in Boulder for sure. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh my god. That's just got to be <laughs> That's gotta be chaos. Like, at, yeah. like at what point do you just go like, you know what, guys, I'm going to Walmart. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't want to shop at the Whole Foods. Wherever. Well, he won't anymore. He go goes like, to Trader Joe's now. And when I well, don't say that now, everyone's going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like after he crashed in California, he was wearing nothing but his like Canyon, uh, Cannondale Draypack outfit, like sweatpants and sweatshirt with the logos and stuff and he had his arm in a sling and everything and i swear we got stopped in whole foods by four different people in one trip and i was like you aren't allowed to wear any team related (laughs) things anymore because i need to shop and you're causing issues um (laughs) that's that's a whole nother life that i'll never have to live only the whole foods (laughs) in boulder nowhere else yeah okay well well done on the shirt, so people can yeah. go check it out. I know that they're sold out already, but the uh, I'm stoked to get one. So uh, thanks for bringing that to our attention. Hashtag potato power. But the hats are still available. Um, so Tom's is racing. You're racing. Uh, hopefully, maybe you can time it so that you're both on the podium at uh, the Mount Baldy stage. That would be... <laughs> I would think maybe the next stage into Pasadena is a little more doable okay. for both of us. But uh, it it's going to be super sweet because he actually got... So my parents are coming. They're flying out for California. Oh. And he got them both VIP passes for the finishes for those stages. So oh, nice. that, it would be really cool to like be on the podium with him and my parents. <laughs> oh, that's good. So 
naturally, since this is the Slow Ride podcast, what's the um, what's after Tour of California for you? For yourself? Disneyland? Well, no, Universal Dis- Studios. Yeah, Universal. I'm so excited. I, it, Universal Studios is going to be better than Disneyland. You I, save save yeah. Disney for when you come out to Orlando because <laughs> we got four parks here. Disney, you know, it's like one and a half. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty excited. I like. So I was staying with Phil Geim in, in L.A. for 10 days. And every single day when I would ride over Beverly, like over the hills into his house in Toluca Lake, I would see uh, Hogwarts in the distance oh, every yeah. day. And I was like, I, I need to go to Hogwarts. I need to go to Hogwarts. And then I looked at how much the tickets were and the park isn't very big. So I was complete. I was like, how is it possible that it's over a hundred dollars to go see Hogwarts? And it's like not a big amusement park. And so I mentioned it to Tom's and he was like, not super keen on it. Uh, but some, I don't know what happened, but he, but he was like, yeah, we're going. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. Well, yeah. I want you to have some fun there. So, so that's we'll, next. we'll continue to watch uh, Tour of California. And then Spencer Nationals. And I, uh, yeah. Oh, Nationals. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So, but man, Tour of California, pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. America's greatest stage race. The only downfall is Chris Horner's not in it this year. But uh, other than that, uh, we'll, we'll make sure to watch. And then the other big race, naturally, is the Juro. But before we get to the Juro, uh-huh. I think there is one piece of cycling news it's kind of gone under the wire because it was kind of like that friday news dump um and that's that marcel kittle is uh going into a little um self-imposed uh retirement kind of the uh, soccer fans remember when landon donovan walked away and went on his walkabout it's Mm -hmm. kind of marcel kittle's taking a uh mutually um released from the contract from katusha yeah that's interesting it yeah. seems like it's probably a good idea for him. I know he hasn't been around much this year at all, and he's kind of had mixed, uh, you know, results the last few years. But um, I think this is a good move, and I think it's a something we don't see very much in cycling. And I'm uh, kind of proud of him for uh, for taking this, you know, taking it into his own hands and, and dealing with it rather than trying to suffer through whatever he's got going on. Yeah, it's. I guess I'm just really sad because he had the entire, like the Alpecian sponsorship has to be really disappointed that now he's gone. The greatest hair in the professional Peloton is now, uh, you know, needing to take some time. I wish him nothing but the best, but it was like, oh man, it was like the most natural sponsorship that I remember in the professional oh, racing for some yeah. time. It's, it's a very good match. The funniest yeah. tweet that I saw after they after he announced that he was taking like a mini minication was the somebody was like uh Katusha Albison frantically trying to sign Bob Youngles to save hair sponsorship. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. I like that tweet. Uh, well done. I mean it's I get I mean I can only imagine levels of burnout and then also pressure, especially when you or at such a top level and you're actually winning the, the biggest stages in the world and the biggest races in the world. Sorry. And then, uh, when the results kind of stop to, uh, come just from a variety of different uh, reasons, it's, you know, I wish them nothing but the best probably will come back twice as strong. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. I hope so too. So, um, that happened. And then I think that we need to get to the next saddest news of the week at the Giro. And of course I'm talking about, um, Hiroki Nishimura, the the rider from Nippo Vini Fantini, who got time cut on the prologue. Oh, dear. oh no! At stage one of the of the Giro, 
finishing almost four minutes behind um, Primo Roglic in the eight-kilometer time trial. Uh, yeah, that's horrible. He had some mechanical issues on the climb, and he just couldn't be able to. He couldn't. He couldn't get the. He couldn't finish. That's oh man. Like that's eight kilometers. Like your your Giro was eight kilometers. I mean, so anyway, that's that, that's sad. I felt that I is felt sad. Bad. I I feel like. There should be some sort of rule, you know, where mechanical issues don't don't affect or is within the last 3K of the stage or something, you know? Like, where does that 3K rule come into effect at an 8K stage? Do you guys yeah. remember when uh, Ted King was time cut from the TTT and they, there was like that hashtag that was like, let Ted ride? Do we ever? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Absolutely. If we'd recorded and, this podcast earlier, we could have tried to get like a hashtag, let Hir- Hiroki ride. Would have been hilarious. Yeah, it's just, oh. But anyway, the, in, I watched the prologue. It was actually somewhat exciting because it was eight kilometers long, so it wasn't too long. And at the end, there was a climb yep. on it. Yeah. And um, the, you know, Roglic just crushed it. Um, you know, ski jumper, everything. He just knew how to do it. And uh, it's just really familiar with hills. Yeah. Especially like going up really steep hills at the end. Um, I do. I do like someone had a tweet about how the profile was basically the reverse of a ski jump. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, so he wins it. But what was crazy was that the, um, the time that he put in over 8k over some of the other people like Landa lost like a minute and a half. Not that he was exactly the team leader because we all know it's Carapaz. But he put twenty seconds into Simon Yates and mm-hmm. and uh, Nibali, thirty into um, Lopez. So anyway, and into Dumoulin. I mean, Roglic is going to be tough to beat here at the uh, the Giro. Um, and then today's race was uh, Pascal Ackerman uh, won it for uh, Bora. So actually, a double up Bora um, victory across the uh, world in the yeah. World Tour today. Big day for them. Um, yeah, quite the quite the sprint. I was just happy that Ilya Viviani in his garbage pizza jersey that, <laughs> oh, that they created. I the was ugliest, waiting for this. The ugliest quick step kid of all time. Yeah. Like just trash. I, it, What's, I'm all for, uh, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll follow uh, Kaylee Fretz's lead that, you know, pro tour kits, like people need to start wearing pro team kits. Like I'm totally okay with that with people wearing pro tour kits on rides Yeah, when they look good. If anyone ever showed up with the quick step, Italian national champion Jersey. I'd be really disappointed. Like that may have ruined my ride. I may turn off early and just go on my own ride. So I wouldn't have to stare at that thing. It is that bad. What's, what's frustrating is that they've had Italian championships riders in the past and they've done the Jersey right. So I don't know how they got it so wrong this time. It's Abby. What do you think of this Jersey? Oh man. Um, I actually kind of like it. (sighs) Just because it's super, like, it stands out a lot. If it was his jersey, like, all year long for the Italian champ, I probably wouldn't like it. But I like that they've done, like, a special edition Giro. Maybe I don't Maybe I don't so much like the design as, like, the idea behind having, like, a special edition Giro d'Italia Italian national champ kit, if that makes sense. No, it, no I, I hear you. I guess that, to me, the, the problem is just the, like, they do it so right with the green shoulders and then to have the vertical stripes, it's just oh, it is it very is it is very slimming, Tim. But uh, <laughs> it 
the thing that I can't appreciate about the kit, Tim, is that it's it is very Italian in that um, it looks like they threw it together at the last minute. And that it's a design in the background with a ton of logos uh, that are normally yeah. on the quick step kit slapped on the front. Um, very, very classic Italian That's, style. It it does look like it looks like the kit they would have designed in like 1996. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like like this this is the kit I would see like when I'm thumbing through the pages of uh, World Cycling Production catalog, trying to figure out what videotape I'm going to buy along with what pro pro jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, the only saving grace for this kit is that they didn't continue the vertical stripes into the shorts with a white uh, short middle. Like I was, that's that, true. That that, that like at least they kept the black shorts. <laughs> that's the big difference between what happened in 1996 and what happens now is that they have learned to keep the shorts black. Oh, I was so bummed when I saw that, but Abby likes it, so apparently it's uh, <laughs> it's good. You definitely, hey Abby, um, when you're on a normal ride, uh, I guess team sock color like what's your what's the rally team sock color so we have two pairs of socks actually we have a pair of black socks for training and white socks for racing white socks before racing yeah okay i've i'm fully around now that white socks is what everyone should be wearing when they go ride the road bike and they're kitted up like maybe not like maybe not like training like i understand the difference there but i'm a fan now i'm around to it Last last cup. year, I had uh, orange socks. The whole team had black socks, and I had orange socks because I like to stand out. Yep, and captain. I th- feel like I told this story maybe on the podcast before, but I was wearing my orange socks in Australia, and CCC has orange socks. And I was told yes. that I'm no longer allowed to wear orange socks because our kits are so similar, and they have orange socks. So I had to wear the right white socks. Yeah, it's very upsetting. No, I totally understand. I would be upset too, but the anyways. Yeah, okay, I guess we're on the good fashion um, tangent. We're, we're on the no, yeah, where we need to be. Yeah, but um, so with the Giro coming up, was there anything else that's uh, stuck out to you, uh, um, Abby or Spencer? Because or am I the only one that's really been watching it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're only we're only two stages in here. Uh, uh, you know, so it's it's hard to really draw a whole lot uh, from this race yet. But, um, you know, a lot of people are picking uh, Roglic uh, to pull this thing off. And uh, I still don't think that's going to happen. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's rewind back to Fashion Street. Abby, we didn't ask you. What do you think of the new Ineos kit? Oh, oh it's so bad. Thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> you're, you're, you're saving yourself from that uh, Italian national kit. Um, it's it's really bad. I mean, you they like we're doing this huge reveal and everything, and you think that when a team gets like so, you know, public about doing a huge reveal that it's actually going to be a huge reveal, and then they yep. revealed it, and it was like, wait, it's like literally the same, except like you've done red, which every single team is red. So like, why would you do this? Why would you do yeah. this? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, it's not well, they don't have the excuse of being like, oh, well, we didn't know what the other teams were going to do for their designs because they've like been racing with other teams all year. So they know that all the kits are red. Oh, that, that's so bad. You know, I the reason I was a little late to get on the phone today um, <clears throat> was because I was rewatching the Astana team rap. Uh-huh. Video. <laughs> um, oh, dear. And they have a very great um, opening verse about how they were the original team in blue. And I was kind of like, you know, 
maybe Astana is the team that's owning the blue color. Like they're just going to stick to that ugly baby blue for so long that it kind of becomes endearing the way that, um, you know, like we've always talked about Lamprey having that ugly pink and purple combo. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that's why I'm more and more into, uh, Astana every, uh, every chance I get. I'm having like a similar situation with Lotto Visma. I don't like the kit. I'd just like to like that to be known. It's horrible, but I like that they're yellow because you can actually pick them out. Yeah. Like they're, they're actually different. Did they go yellow full for the tour last year or did they force them to change colors? I feel like we just kept it the same, but I don't remember. Okay. So, well, anyway, I, um, another question for you, Abby. Yes. Are you, uh, do you ever have any interest in doing, um, Cape Epic? Oh my gosh. Yes. I would love to. That would be super fun. Is there a, um, co-ed category in there? I don't know, but if Tom's and I could do it, that would be so cool. Yeah. I think that that would be pretty amazing. I'd probably watch it a little bit. Or the pioneer race in New Zealand. What's that? It's similar to Cape (laughs) Epic. It's like a multi-day stage race on a mountain bike. I don't know if they do co-ed. I'd have to look into it. But Tom's got invited to it last year, so we almost went, and then it was not the right time of year. Hmm. Do you think you'll do um, any gravel races coming up, like Kansas, ever? No. Anything like that? I don't no like, interest? I'm not a groad. I don't groad. Oh, don't say that. I don't. Oh. I'm sorry. I don't groad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just, just a little curious. I'll mountain and bike then- or I'll road bike, but I'll leave the groading to other people. Yeah, so that also means you'll never cycle cross either. Oh my gosh, every like two years, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to race cycle cross. How, like, what could possibly go wrong? And the gun goes off and half a lap in, I'm like, this is the worst decision I've ever made. Have you ever been to a cycle cross race? Oh, like yeah. Like a big cycle, like a world, like a UCI World Cup? Um, like yes, there was, wasn't there a World Cup like just outside of Fort Collins a couple, couple years ago, I feel like? There was a big race there. I, I don't remember if it was a, it might no, it a wasn't UCI a world cup, but I think yeah. it was like a UCI. It was UCI and it was part of like some kind of cross situation in the States when cross mm-hmm. was like a little bit bigger in the States. I think there's a and USGP. USGP. There. Yeah. Yeah. USGP. And it, it seemed huge when I was there and it seemed really cool. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. So the next day I signed up, but unfortunately when you're like a pro on the mountain bike with a mountain bike license as a pro and rode, I think I was maybe a two then. I think I'm still a two. I never, I've never upgraded. Um, but you have to be, I think a one in cross, however that works to do. Yeah. The high level, like it automatically upgrades you because you're already like whatever in mountain and road. Anyway, they made me race the pro one too. And it was (laughs) awful. That was my first cross race, and I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I've, I've only been to one World Cup, and that was one of the Cross Vegas World Cups because I was there for Interbike to, like, watch. It was all right. I was, you know, I never really liked the course there. Like, it was a fun race, but it was kind of, you know, yeah. is what it was. You know, yeah. it was on a soccer field. Um, and I've been to the World Championships, but I'm, so I'm hitting up our, you know, the first World Cup I've ever been to. We'll be at... Um, uh, the one at Trek, the uh, um, Trek Cross Cup yep. in uh, September. So you should maybe come out to that. Oh, that would Trek be super cool. Headquarters. Um, and I hear that it's pretty awesome. 
I mean, Turk, been, Turk right? does good events, so. They do. Yeah, I've been to that one uh, as a World Cup, um, not last year, but the year before. And uh, it is uh, top-notch. Just like everything top to bottom was uh, it was, it's hard to describe. It's hard to compare to a bike race because it's so much more professionally run than any bike race that I've ever been to, uh, that it's like, it's a real sport and you, I don't know. It's, it's very cool. There's, there's tons of good stuff going on there. And, uh, if, if anybody in the Midwest, uh, area is within driving distance, I think it's a, a can't miss event, uh, this fall. So I was really into it just for the fear, this um, pure fact that there's a secret bar in the woods. I remember like you and little guy were explaining this to me Yeah, that there's like, Oh no, it's like off camera. You can go hang out back there. And I'm like, sounds awesome. I think I'm going to come up to the, uh, the race and they have the equal prize money men's and women's, which is pretty cool. Yeah. The only negative thing for the, uh, Trek cross world cup is that they force the winners to wear that ugly Wisconsin Badgers hockey jersey. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, it pains me every time I see it. It's anyway. like a personal thing, yeah. Hi, my name is Lotta Lefister and I'm listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, Spencer. So here we are in the Cream Lap. Once again, we'd like to thank the listeners and the supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to see the family of shows. Everything from Cyclocross Radio and Television from Bill Shiken mm-hmm. to The Gravel Lot, Bike Shop CX, The Consummate Athlete. So many great shows. Um, we have a couple of things in the works that we will be announcing shortly, but... As we mentioned, with the Giro going around, Roller Derby is off to a good start. So head on over to RollerDerby.com. And if you like what you see on any of these networks, you can always head over and become a member by just clicking on the Donate button. And you can see all of the great benefits that you can get when you become a member of the network. If you are a longtime uh, supporter of the network, you may feel the need to update your supported shows. So you just go to WideAnglePodium.com slash Donate. And it walks you through the entire process. So thanks to everyone who does that. Yeah, of course. Um, we'd also like to thank Health IQ. They are a longtime sponsor of the Wide Angle Podium Network. They help us uh, keep the lights on around here. And uh, this podcast specifically is supported by Health IQ. Um, Health IQ is a life insurance company that celebrates the health conscious, including cyclists. Uh, you can find out more at healthiq.com slash WAP. Uh, you can get a free quote there. You can check out their FAQ page, get your questions about life insurance answered. Um, in short, they advocate for a health conscious lifestyle. Uh, if you are taking care of yourself, if you are exercising, if you're out there riding your bike, um, four times a week, 50 miles a week, whatever it is, you can be earning savings, uh, with health IQ. Um, they take into account your family history. They have better rates for those, uh, who are taking care of themselves, who can show that. Um, and they have various ways, uh, to do that. And it's actually really cool. And we've had numerous, um, listeners reach out and say, you know, they didn't really, you know, they were doing us a favor. Um, 
checking into it and then they were kind of blown away uh by the results they got by the prices they got and they signed up and uh that's awesome to hear and so if you think uh you might have that sort of result uh head on over to healthiq.com slash WAP. So Tim, one other exciting thing that we've got on the docket, uh, we were just speaking uh, before the break here about the Trek World Cup of Cyclocross. And uh, we've got a big reveal uh, here today that we are 100% going to be there at the event we are bringing our wide angle podium family with us. We That's, are still working out some of these details, but it's pretty awesome. I think almost everybody, if not everybody involved with wide angle podium will be there. We have got a, uh, somewhat, uh, something like a hobo camp. I'm going to say, <laughs> uh, set up officially in the team pro team area of, oh, uh, wow. the Trek world cup. So if you are going to be there, Come by and say hi to me, to Tim, to everybody. We're going to try and get little guy out there, uh, the whole band back together, uh, maybe even Abby. You know, she sounded uh, like it was a possibility. So come on, Abby. Um, registration for the race opens May 15th. That's probably around the day that this episode drops, uh, maybe the day after it drops. So Wednesday, May 15th. Uh. Uh, sign yourself up, they have get to. in quick. This is the, uh, the whole shot that matters, uh, for your cycle cross season, the first whole shot of the season. Um, <laughs> and, uh, if you can get in great, uh, and come see us in the, uh, in the expo area. And if you are not racing, but you live in the Midwest or anywhere nearby, definitely make the trip out there. It's going to be worth it. We're going to be there. We are working on maybe doing some live shows. Can't guarantee that right now, but suffice to say, we're going to be doing a lot of awesome, awesome stuff there. So, uh, we'd love to see you there. So well, sign up, uh, get out to the race and, uh, say hi to all your favorites here at the wide angle podium. That's right. And Grimper brothers continues making fine coffee and supporting the wide angle podium network with two different blends. There's the Hello Cyclocross Friends Espresso Blend and the Full Schleck Light Roast. Spencer, today mm. I want to talk a little bit about the Light Roast. Uh. You get one full pound bag of whole beans. Now, here's the best part. The coffee is roasted weekly. So the orders close Sunday at 9 p.m., and that means that the beans are roasted on yep. Monday, and all of that coffee ships on Wednesday, which, guess what? means that you'll have it for the weekend, more than likely, shipping out of Austin, Texas. So we would like to thank Grimper Brothers for their continued support. And that full schleck, those tasting notes of some ap- apricot, butterscotch, mm, so good, smells so good. Abby was talking about it a little bit earlier. The smell of the um, full schleck beans really gets the, the day going, the palate running and ready for some good bike riding on the road. So we'd like to thank Grimper Brothers for their continued support. Head on over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to order your bag of beans. This is Mitch Stocker, and you're listening to The Slow Ride Pod. Um, Abby, have you ever done Peloton? 
or any type of spin bike studio ride? Yes, I did one. Um, I feel like... Okay, so it was like an event for um, this place, this thing in Aspen called the Ajax Cup, where it's a ski race, like a NASTAR-style ski race. So they have like two courses next to each other, and you have a handicap time, and then it's like celebrities and athletes and then rich people and you pay a certain amount for a team to enter and it raises a bunch of money for the Aspen Valley Ski Club um in Aspen where I used to ski race for like growing up um so like Antonio Banderas was there and (laughs) and um I feel like there was like a like I feel like Christian Vandeveld maybe was in my spin class and like a couple other like the the guy who was the CEO of USA Cycling was there. It was a very interesting situation. But anyway, it was one of those ones where like they give you the shoes, and I was like, no, no, I have my own shoes, and they were like, no, you need to wear these shoes, and oh. uh, and then you dance while you're spinning. Yeah, did they? And come it was exhausting. The, did, yeah, did they come and take the saddle away? From oh you? God, no! That would have been so, awful. <laughs> I've heard that they that they do this like you're in spin class and the instructor gets off and comes takes the saddle off so then you have to stand up the whole time and then do like push-ups on the bike. Yeah. Anyway, um it's taking over and I know several people that I've never, you know, seen on rides or anything that do anything but then they're riding spin bikes and they love going to the spin bike class, you know, cuz it's like, oh, there's like a DJ and I can see my score up on the screen. So it's kind of like Zwift without like, but in person. Yeah. So like, you know, anyways, it, I was just curious if you've ever done it. Um, Hey Abby, have you ever ridden a fixed gear? Uh, <laughs> so I was on a red hook team for oh. a minute. Wow. Uh, yeah. The espresso mafia rocket, uh, red hook team. Rocket espresso. Yeah. Okay. And, um, uh, so I did a photo shoot with them where I showed up to the photo shoot and they gave me the skin suit and the helmet and everything. And I was like, I've actually never ridden a fixed gear bike. And they were like, oh, it'll be easy. So I was riding the fixed gear bike behind a moving vehicle while somebody was taking pictures out the back. Uh-oh. Um, and we like got up, got to this hill and I was like, guys, I've never ridden a fixed gear bike. How do I stop? And it didn't have brakes or anything. Um, so I just had my feet off and the pedals were going and oh, no. <laughs> I was fine, but that that's the like... only time I've ever ridden a fixed gear bike. And after that, I was like, yeah, no, I think that I won't do red hooks. Okay. Yeah. That would have yeah. been a bad idea. It was short lived. Um, Abby, when you've been riding your bike, have you ever been pulled over by a police officer? Uh. One, one time I was in the, I was in Colorado Springs staying at the Olympic training center doing a camp there. And we were out on a ride with, I think maybe eight other girls split into two groups of four doing pace line practice. And a cop like pulled out in front of us, slammed on his brakes. So we all almost crashed into the back of him and then sped away. That was the closest I've ever been to being pulled over. I don't know if he was trying to pull yeah, us over. Or I don't just think that's pulling you all. over. <laughs> but that's that's like the only time I've ever even interacted with a cop car well on my bike. Wow. I've never that's, been pulled over, though. That's sad. Oh, yeah, man. I did get almost <laughs> pulled over one time in Spain 
I was right. I ran a red light. So that was my bad. Um, it, to no, be fair, okay. it was a pedestrian yeah. signal. It wasn't like a, like, it was just like where, where you, the red light is so the pedestrians can walk across. There wasn't an intersection or anything. Uh-huh. And I was standing there and it was Sunday morning at like 6 a.m. So I was like, nobody's like, this is Spain. No one's even awake. So I was like, I'll just roll it. And I was listening to music and somebody pulled up next to me on a scooter and was yelling at me in Spanish. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And <laughs> as it turns out, it's he was trying to explain to me that one, I ran a red light and two, it's actually illegal to ride with headphones in. Um and you were so like, that was, but like, I didn't get I pulled I over. I, I never stopped. I never stopped moving. And he eventually just drove away. So that, that, like that seems very Spanish. Yeah. It was super <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> Spencer, how many times have you been pulled over? Oh, I need to plead the fifth, I think, on that. I think I've been pulled over maybe three or four times. On a bike? I've been tackled. Uh, yeah, I've, and I've been tackled off my bike once. Spencer saw that. Tackled yeah. off your bike? <laughs> you by yeah. a cop? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, he, he really loved it. It was raining. It was after the Nature Valley Grand Prix in downtown Minneapolis, and it was just like delay after delay, so the race was over. So we decided to go take the messenger lap for like a couple years in a row after the race was over. We would all get on the course and do one lap around because the course was still closed. Yep. And... Yeah, I came across that star finish line. That officer really, really missed his his days of playing linebacker. Oh my gosh! And just yeah, I to the ground, and then I ended up in the uh, back of the cop car, and he just stood in. The, he just sat in there for fifteen minutes, swearing at me, and it was awesome. <laughs> and I got a misdemeanor for failure to uh, obey a lawful order, so I had to go to court. What? I got a public defender who got them to like suspend prosecution because <laughs> my defense, this is, this is brilliant. My defense, I brought my USA cycling license to say that, well, no, I'm a racer. I was on the course. Like I was legally allowed to be on the close course. It was a USA cycling race. Cause I figured that they wouldn't know like nothing, no one there, like the judge yeah. would be like, Oh, sounds good. Like it doesn't say it was a professional race. Yeah. <laughs> and the prosecutor was just like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like don't get in trouble for the year. We'll rip it up. But yeah, that was that was one time. Well done. <laughs> That's well insane. Done. Yeah, well, you know, that's what we do for the love of the sport. I'm really glad um, that race is canceled again this year. I know. Uh, I know. Was, we the second they though. posted crowdfunding, I was like, oh no, scrap yeah. that from the calendar. Yeah, yeah, we were we were a little uh, a little sad. Um, Abby, have you ever ridden with aero bike or aero bars on your bike when it wasn't a race or no. like training for the time trial? Definitely not. No? Okay, good. I mean, have you ever ridden an e-bike? No. Ooh, we're going to have to fix that. Um, there's a variety of e-bikes that you can ride. Um, I would recommend just getting one for transport because they're awesome. They'll bring a giant smile to your face. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have a scooter for transport. No, that's oh, that's like basically one of those, the same thing. What kind of scooter? Like one of those Lime bike scooters that you stand up on or like a Vespa? No, I have a 1962 Vespa Primavera. Oh, wow. It's nice. pretty sweet. There's got to I have a feeling there's a lot of those in Boulder. Uh, Actually, no. What a lot color? of people have like, it's green, like okay. forest green. A lot of people have like Ruckus, the Honda Ruckus. Oh, uh, those things are ugly. They're those terrible. Are the scooters of all time. Or I just really like Honda. Those. I see a lot of Hondas. Uh, mine is legit. It's, it's even in kilometers, like kilometers per hour on the speedometer. Nice. It doesn't work. 
because it's from 1962. And it has a clutch. It has a clutch. Yeah, it's manual. Uh, What's it called? Two stroke where you have to add the oil when you put the gas in. And then I have to like shake it between my legs for a while to get it all to mix together. Otherwise, when I go to restart it after putting gas in it, it won't start. I have to run start it. Oh, wow. I usually have to run start it anyway. It's quite old. (laughs) I wonder if Vespa sounds a lot like owning a Vanagon. <laughs> Speaking of Vanagon. I have a lot of videos of Tom's run starting the scooter down Pearl Street in Boulder. <laughs> Speaking of Vanagon, uh-huh. the taco, the, the tweet today from Taco Vanagon. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh my God. So good. That was just, Abby, did you have a chance to see this? No. From Taco Vanderhorn. Um, so imagine the most awesome Vanagon... Oh, I, oh, modification. Imagine the most awesome 1984 VW Vanagon high top. This is the bubble top on top where you can stand up inside it. Camper oh, van with the door open, the camp gear outside, making the French press coffee over a little campfire. And, um, you know, just then it says, living the pro lifestyle out on the road. I don't know what he's is, doing, training and, and t- just yeah. hanging out. This is Taco Vanderhoor from Yellow Lotto, yep. right? And then he says, this morning I had a doping control in the middle of the forest while sleeping in the van between, you know, Profondo de Ven Maid and uh, GP Martin Wyants. It was something different also for the controllers. Can you imagine getting a doping control, waking up in the morning, just <laughs> sliding that vanigan door open? How would you even like put your whereabouts? Just like a drop pin in the woods? Oh, that's a good point. Like so where would, how your, would you tell them where to where you are? Can you tell us a little bit about that? What do you do for your whereabouts? Like you, how far out do you have to do it? Um, I I think it has to be like twenty four hours in advance. You have to if you're updating it. Um, but what I, if it's a swerve? What if you're like you know, hey, you know what? I'm hanging out over at my buddy's tonight. Uh, you can't do that. It's there's like, an it's app. like having a parent. There's an app, okay. so you can change it like last minute for sure. Um, I know people who like keep it updated weeks and weeks in advance. And I know people who are like, oh shit, I forgot to change my whereabouts. Where are we staying? And everyone's uh-huh. like whole foods, Boulder. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Cause you, you use it. I'm assuming, right? No, I've, I've never been tested. I've, I'm oh, not, not on any pool? kind of pool. Nope. Oh, I need sorry. to be the- higher than zero in my uh, sprinting TT in <laughs> one days so tom's has to fill it out yeah he he keeps it he's like really really cautious about his yeah oh yeah i i mean it's a whole nother level now does he have to is it a worldwide program or does he have to like go through the latvian system he has so there's like the there's latvian yeah and then there's also wada Okay. So he he can get tested by either the Latvian Federation or whatever Latvian thing, and then he can also be tested by WADA. Can he be tested by USADA when he's here in the U.S.? Like, does that how it works? Like, I'm confused. I think yeah, USADA when he's doing a race in America, they can test okay. him at the race. But I don't think USADA can like show up to his apartment in Girona and test him. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Because he doesn't have his license through USA. Did you know it's actually the... So every single time that Tom's has ever had a drug test, I always offer them coffee because he puts his slots like really, really early in the morning. Like 6 a.m. I've heard that's pretty common. Yeah, because you know you'll be home. Yeah. 
Um, one time he put it at 9am and it just happened to be our anniversary that morning. And we went out for breakfast and I was getting all these calls from an unknown number. And I was like, that's weird. I'll, I'm just ignoring that. I'm at breakfast. And we like drive up to the house and there's a guy standing on the steps. And I'm like, Oh, what'd you get me for our anniversary? And he was like, nothing. And it was the, and we, he almost missed his slot by like 90 seconds. Oh, so he no. almost had, a, he was freaking out. He was so mad. I didn't like check my phone. But I mean, you never know. But anyway, so every so single now you time you check your phone every time. Yeah, I'll, every I'll time. That. Every every time I get an unknown number. No, every time they come over, it's always in the morning, and I'm always making coffee. So every single time, I'm like, "Oh, can I get you anything? Like, would you like some toast, coffee, like water, anything?" And they always politely say, "Oh, no, thank you, but thanks so much." And I found out just recently, like last week, that they're actually not allowed to accept anything. Mm. Like you're not oh, allowed yeah. to give them anything any kind of food or drink. So you've been attempting to bribe uh, these, these officials for years now. Yep. And now it's on the record. (laughs) It's just that nice, it's just that nice hospitality. And now you're just going to be like, like, yeah, (laughs) sorry. I can't offer you anything. Now, now is it going to change to, Oh, would you like some coffee? Oh, never mind. (laughs) I'm going to just sit over here and enjoy this wonderful piece of toast. Yeah. I'll start like making bacon and mm-hmm. and like very fragrant coffee. Uh, Grimper Brothers, the full Schleck that go. smells really, wow. really good. And <laughs> they'll be like, damn, I wish I could have some of that coffee. And they can. Yeah. Just point them so, to the website. They can get their own. <laughs> wow. So that's good. I, I'm learning some things about this whereabout. I, yeah, I would definitely understand like putting it in the morning. I do wonder if there's like a pro rider that just like, you know what? Every day, three o'clock, I'm going to be here at my house three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> like, it's a, what do you, is it like an hour window or is it like a three hour window? Like, yeah, what's so the... it's a one hour window, but I'm pretty sure that they could, they can show up anytime, but like anytime ever, where if you, wherever your whereabouts says you are. But if they show up and it's not within your window, they you it's not a missed test. So if you if they show up at like oh, noon, gotcha. if your okay. window is like nine to ten and they show up at noon, and you're out on a ride and you don't hear your phone ring, then that's not a missed test. If they show up anywhere between your window and you're not there, then and you have to be there within the hour. So hmm. if they show up at nine, they have to wait until ten. And if you don't show up or answer your phone in that hour, then it's a missed test, but if they are outside the window, I'm pretty sure it's not. But they can come anytime, is my understanding. Gotcha. Maybe don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure no, that's well, right. That's, that's never going to happen. That's not what us. we do here on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have um, any fact checkers. <laughs> so I um, had this slew of questions. We're pretty, I mean, we we nailed almost all of them. So yeah. Abby, I thanks for being a, a continued uh, good sport and then also an expert in the field of professional bike racing. Um, is there anything else that you want to go over? I know that uh, um, in the podcast green room, we were talking a little bit about the secret pro. Before we talk about that, there is one thing that I want to point out. So I don't, we've t- mentioned Twitter a couple times and I want to mention Twitter one more time. So okay. Please. you Twitter fans out there, if you like cycling, which I'm assuming you do if you're listening to this podcast, there is a Twitter account called UK Cycling Expert that is really, really good at reporting real cycling. Now, I will read you their most recent tweet that I've actually had. I have a screenshot on my phone because I can't check Twitter because Game of Thrones is on right now and I okay. can't see spoilers. Yeah, yeah no, so, I understand. <laughs> the most recent tweet was this morning. 
What a fantastic win for Pascal Action Man in stage two of the Leggero of Italy. He sprinted <laughs> faster than all the other sprinters in the sprint. Even Cadell Ewan, with his experience, couldn't beat him. I, I'm loving this account already. <laughs> now there's one more from a couple days ago. Team Idiots had four riders in the mini peloton at the end, but still lost to a non-league cyclist from Denmark. Just shows that despite the money at the top of the game, we can still enjoy these sorts of upsets now and then. This is so good. It's, oh, it's, oh. This is one of my way, favorite Twitter accounts. So. This is good. Thank you for bringing this to my our attention. I've uh, definitely given them a, a solid follow. This yeah. is, uh, is going to be good. Um, oh, man. So let's get into the Seeker Pro. Now, Seeker Pro is an article that's periodic on cycling tips. And over the years, you know, there's been a lot of like, who, who's the pro that's written this right for the most part. I think someone like tracked it down that it's like one of like three people, but no one has ever been at all of the races. The secret pro says that they're at. So there's definitely some, uh, some, uh, or it could be a multiple, multiple it's people could be the certainly pro. multiple people. Yeah. So anyway, Avi, take it away. Well, I just think, so the last one, there was like this, they were talking about Zwift. So we're bringing it full circle, which I love it when conversations do that. But they were talking about Zwift and like guys who are in the pro peloton that put out a ton of watts, but are just like terrible bike handlers. I thought it was really funny because they (laughs) called out whoever it was, like called out Americans specifically. Uh Uh-oh. And it was like, Americans are really strong, but like you'd never want to descend behind them. So it's just hilarious. <laughs> and it's because like pro Zwifting is a thing now. Like my, so my roommate went uh-huh. on a Tinder date with somebody <gasps> who claimed she was a pro Zwifter. Really? Yeah. And then the next weekend I was actually um, in a bike race with her wait, and I was that, right. Uh, hang on. <laughs> well, yeah, let's go no, back. To this. back is up, this on the, the profile? Is this on the Tinder profile? I was going to say, she t- <laughs> is, she this told why, him, is this why we swiped right? Or like what's going on here? <laughs> she told him that on the date. <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> but then on the date i'm a pro zwifter yes Man, that's... so then he came home and he was telling me oh yeah this girl she's she's a vegan she drives a prius and she's a pro zwifter and i was like wow she sounds like a winner the trifecta uh, yeah <laughs> and then i was actually in a race with her a couple weeks later like a local race and i was riding behind her and every single time we went through a corner i was like yeah no that's not the line and I, I just think it's so funny because, like, uh, like you can be so strong and just be so bad at handling a bike. And that's where, like, pro Zwifting comes in. Mm. Oh, it's also, well, like, the ultimate pro Zwifter will be, like, a triathlete, right? Yeah. Because, like, it will be someone that's used to just throwing down crazy watts for, like, an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. On, like, some kind of time trial. And then this all makes sense. There's... Well, I don't need to turn my bike. The computer does it for me. Look, mm-hmm. like I, I'm descending like a champ right now down this hill in Zwift <laughs> land. It's <laughs> like, like the instead of mechanicals, like your internet goes out. And they uh. yeah, exactly, <laughs> or they literally try to ride through someone in real life. Yeah. Like, oh well, I'm just gonna like go right through you. <laughs> but um, like, I actually so they they had a the women's professional Zwift league where they had like a bunch of women. From professional teams, there was, like, girls from Bigla, 2020, like, a bunch of UCI teams that then did races on Zwift. And they were, like, an hour long each race. 
And they were televised live with a live commentator who got super into it and was yelling a lot. Oh, yeah. And there's also, like, sound effects in the background of, like, birds and babbling brooks because it's swift. And I was watching it, and the and it has like the wattage on the screen, and it the amount of watts they were doing was like totally bananas. And I was watching it, thinking like I could never do this, but like the same girls that like won that race, like I raced against them at Gila. I don't know. It's it's just really funny to me that this is a thing. This pro Zwifting. I, I think the thing that scares me about Zwift the most is seeing what people's Zwift setups look like and knowing mine's never going to be that way, right? Like <laughs> you'll see the photos of like, it's next to someone's Porsche and they'll have the two <laughs> like fans. Sure. Nice computer screen. A uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Graham Partain in Gainesville has an awesome Zwift cave. Like you just look at it. You're just like, Oh man, that's totally set up. You get, like, Did you guys hear screens. about the, the Vuelta is like, or the Vuelta, or the Giro or the tour. I don't know. One of them wants to do like a Zwift prologue. That'd Next be year? amazing. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm completely serious. This was Instead like Instead of thing. on the road? Yeah. Oh, man. This is a thing that what, I read for sure. What, what pro cyclist is going to win that? Yeah, we're like, going right to go. Right away. F- it's like. We're going to move from doping to mechanical doping to electronic doping, like, sooner than we think. This is. Oh. Uh, in the, the, dark, the, in hackers the Kiss already League, <laughs> they, when the girls race the Kiss League, they have to, like, take a live time photo of them on a scale with the with their weight so that they can't, but like oh. still you could like weigh, like put stuff in your pocket and sure. so it doesn't, but any, but I think for sure. Okay. So Tom's has one teammate that he's told me about who can do a thousand Watts for a minute. He's going to win that prologue. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> this, this is so amazing. If they do his, <laughs> trying to remember his name. Prologue, I'm just thinking of like who they would like, who's going to just slay it that it would have no chance because there's corners on the course. You know what I mean? Like this is just, yeah. Uh, Any, anyone so with a track background and, and, and Spencer, like the, you know, like you were saying the different, the variety of different types of doping. It's like all of a sudden the Russian hackers are just going to be like, all right, Katusha one through eight. Yeah. <laughs> like all the, <laughs> the results are just going to be like thousand and one Watts. Like amazing. I didn't know Katusha could just throw this down and yeah, it'd be great. It's going to oh, be so Well, awesome. I wonder if they're going to do it like, because there's a complete difference between like doing a Zwift prologue or doing a trainer prologue. Yeah. Because like Zwift is like if you have a smart trainer, it changes resistance based on. So it's still like if there's a climb in it. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't think about this, but that that like adds a whole new element. Yeah. There's just this is such a <sighs> it's it's a great idea. It's a and also how much money idea. is Zwift have to pay like the tour to have them do a prologue on Zwift? Oh, I know, but a it's, massive Spencer, the reason it's such a horrible idea is it's like, it just strikes me as like, ah, uh, it's such a, a good idea. Some, some board of directors like, wow, our numbers are down. What are we, what are the millennials doing? <laughs> yeah, well, they're not, they're, well, millennials don't do anything fun. Uh, okay. What are the, uh, the old white guys that are dentists that actually care about this stuff? They're on oh, Zwift. Dear. Let's do it. Whatever happened to the hammer <laughs> series? Is that still a thing? The hammer series it, is coming. It's still a thing. Early okay. June. And <laughs> Oh my God! Carlos Bedenker is already signed up for it. I, about to win. I might what are you be talking about Abby. I am. I am excited about Zwift racing, but I might be more. I'm obviously I'm more excited about the Hammer. I'm always excited about the Hammer series. What they've rolled out for this year, I oh. I, I kind of love it. You guys like they have team captains. We were talking about road captains. You being a road captain earlier in the episode, Abby. Now they've got team captains for each team, 
who are supposed to kind of promote their team and sort of trash talk, you know, like the other teams, uh, oh, to kind of so good. Time to get some social media back and forth going, start some rivalries. I'm loving what they're bringing to the table. I, I'm a little mad that that Abby <laughs> didn't know that uh, Hammer is going to start in Norway uh, at the end of the month. Yeah. Sorry, on, they Abby. don't have a women's race, so I don't. They'll get there. Uh, I, I have faith they'll get there, but um, they have to. Zwift Zwift racing might be the future. Hammer series no. style <laughs> racing is definitely the future because <laughs> both of these things like are made for TV. They're made for a TV audience. Uh, Abby was saying just a minute ago she was watching this race happen. I'm sure yep. there was a there was a commentator who was super excited. I'm sure the lighting was great. You know, like. <laughs> The camera angles were fantastic. You fantastic never miss a angles. thing. Yeah, and and you got all the data there on the screen, and you can enjoy it uh, from your home, even if you didn't know what was even happening, which none of us would because we're like, what is this <laughs> rift race? What is even happening in the first Right. <laughs> Abby, what do you, like, besides not having a women's race, which is a major knock, totally <sighs> understand. How are you not excited about the hammer climb? I, okay, so, so awesome. I the very first Hammer series I watched and I absolutely loved it for one reason and one reason only, and it was the TT when oh, the team time trial when Sky him. won and Teo did like a victory salute and he looked so excited, and that was like I was like man that was a sweet bike race and then I forgot that the Hammer series existed after that. Uh, no, well. That's a that's a very good point. I there. That team time trial was hilarious because of just how and then they like changed the rules like after year one <laughs> yeah or the first ever ride they're like all right you can't like the the way that uh, teams were passing one another it was but anyway it's oh so good it's it's they've got a few things to figure out especially with the women's race uh, that's that's a obvious point but um, I think Hammer Series stuff if not the Hammer Series itself something similar is. Definitely got to be the future of cycling because we're continuing to lose races all the time. Like roads are getting more, more and more furniture in them and just more congestion and all this stuff. Having that on a closed circuit, having these little uh, multi-stage kind of races like in a television friendly format. We just gotta, we gotta get more people on board. I don't know how they're going to do it, but. uh, I actually completely agree with that. Like, Tour California today, I'm so sorry to Tour California because I do love that race, but today was brutal to watch. It was so boring. I just, it's like, wide roads. I had it on the TV with on mute, and I was watching SNL on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, SNL isn't that great, so. Yeah, like, and that's most races, right? Like, yeah. you know, 200K or whatever, and we just tune in for the last 15 because we know that's the exciting part. Or maybe the last 30 if we're a really diehard fan. Yeah. But, like, if they shorten the races and they make them the circuits, like, for one, a circuit is way more exciting for people to go and watch in person because they see yep. the riders more than once. Yeah. The shorter the circuit, the, but that's why crit races are so awesome because, yep. like, it's such a huge party. You get to see them every minute and a half or whatever. So, like, circuit racing, awesome, perfect, love it. And, like, yep. shorter races are so much more exciting because there's more action. Like, you can't do the breakaway and stuff, which is yeah. why – Women's racing is more exciting than men's because our sh- our races are shorter. So there's like so much more that happens. Yeah, because no, you I can't just that. let a break go and let them sit out there. That just doesn't exist for four in hours. Racing. Yeah, yeah. We've been big time proponents of the shorten the racing. 
Yeah. Because right? it's yeah. it would help so much. Like no, that the weird stage in the tour where they did the staggered starts. Uh-huh. But it was shorter. But like that's like I love watching a bike race start to finish. Today yeah. watching yeah, Tour yeah. California not even start to finish, it was like I can't watch this. Like I was just sitting there waiting for them to show Tom's at some point so I could like be like, Okay, he's in one piece. Yeah, it's, but like it's other true. than that it was like when 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 three cycling fans like us get together and say, wow, we can't watch these races start to finish and we're the target audience, uh, it's, it's something wrong with that. And I mean, I look at these races and I say, you know, Paris-Roubaix and Amstel Gold and all these races, whatever, are historic and classic and I love them, but they've been going on for like 100 years each. It might It might be time to think about updating some of these. I feel I'm like just, American racing is are the ones that should like really like be doing something like the Hammer series because yeah. like to be brutally honest, cycling in the states is dying right now. We oh, have yeah, like no race. Yeah. I'm not racing no, it's sad. for so I race tour California and I don't race for two months until Ugh. nationals because there's nothing on the calendar. Like it's crazy. Thanks. North Star Grand Prix. Yeah, that was on my calendar, and I was quite <laughs> no, excited. Let's, fi- let's find a way to blame the crowdsourcing. Yeah. The people that didn't, <laughs> like, thanks, listeners of the podcast that didn't crowdsource your way <laughs> to a pro race. Yeah, I. that's a whole nother, like, the death. I mean, it's, you know, there's been some good magazine articles that have been written on it, and then just also the talk and the lack of support that pro cycling is getting here in America and the expense of putting on races and all that kind of the – the infighting uh, between all the different parties. I mean, it's just so sad because of that lack of racing. And especially when you look at like the pro Peloton that's in Europe on both the men's and women's side, and you see, you know, it's the racers and where they've come up through and how like the domestic scene here in America is totally the, the perfect stepping stone to get to that European skill level. Right. Um, Tom's would be a prime example with kind of the NCAPI team. And then, uh, you know, just, so many of those types of examples that you're like, and now it's gone. Yeah. And there's less and less of that uh, racing. So and we can always talk about the good old days about how there's all these, you know, tuna and longs, Longsboro, um, out in Massachusetts. And so many of these races now are just like reduced down to one day or just not even existing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, you're not going to do Tulsa tough. I was thinking about it. It's like, the problem is that for the for races that I do that the team isn't going so the team will only go to the bigger races and if the team's not going I have to pay out of pocket and Tulsa is yeah. the most expensive race on the calendar because the t- the plane tickets cost so much to get from anywhere to yeah. Tulsa. Imagine mm. that. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be so, the other way around. Yeah, it's totally worth it if there. if I go with like my teammate Summer, who's like on a completely ridiculous winning spree right now. She won like four of the six races at uh, the at Speed Week. She won four of six, crashed out of one, and got second in the other. Can you? Would you have to be out of pocket for Dairyland? Yes, which I would actually do because I love that race so much. But it overlaps with nationals. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. I think it'd just be awesome to have the rally team just show up in squad. To like I a, love that these, race. That race like, is my absolute favorite race on the calendar. I would do that over like the tour de France and I'm not even kidding. Oh, wow. Free oh, chocolate milk at the finish line. That's loyalty. <laughs> that's great. Free chocolate well, milk. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Every day. 
Well, Abby, thank you so much for coming on, the on that note. Yeah. We, we, we wish you nothing but the best at, um, tour of California. Maybe some listeners will bring you some chocolate milk on the finish line at Mount Baldy. <laughs> Who knows? But, uh, good luck stoked for you. Thank you. Um, good luck obviously to Tom's and the, the shirts. Fantastic. Good work there for you too. And, uh, yeah. And with that, I think we'd like to thank our listeners uh, and the supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. We'd like to thank Grimper Brothers for their continued support. Head on over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out more. And Health IQ, um, longtime supporters of the network as well at healthiq.com slash WAP to find out how to save more money on your life insurance. This is Tim in Orlando. Abby in Boulder. And Spencer in Boston, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.